Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? I'm actually feeling a little nostalgic tonight, Corey. Yes, it is the season of nostalgia, right? Like getting back with our families and reminiscing over a uh, turkey dinner. Definitely. Reminiscing over the, the, the sizzling sizzling out in the living room and a nice pot of Sanka. <laughs> it's all nice night of nostalgia right sure <laughs> <laughs> sitting down and watching a episode of family ties and punky brewster that's the kind of thing that i like to do uh, you and i actually share a bit of uh nostalgia around this time of the year right jeff um the Thanksgiving is over, and both of our families indulge in the watching of a movie from our youths to really kick off the, the Christmas spirit uh, with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right? Absolutely. Every yeah. single year. You have to watch that right after Thanksgiving. Right. Yes, both of our families do this. It's a, a tradition that's been going on really as long as I can remember. I don't know if I borrowed it from your family and brought it over to my family, but my family latched onto it. Um, <laughs> Or if it's just something that naturally both of our families did, I can't remember at this point. But that's one of those movies that like we're gonna put on every year, and uh, I have a reverence for that particular movie. Um, you know, if if I were to make a list of my favorite Christmas movies, it would definitely be you know one or two uh, on the list because it is so ingrained into the nostalgia of the Christmas time, right? Now, Corey, do you do you like that movie because it's a great movie? Or do you like that movie because of the nostalgia you feel when you watch Chevy Chase put on the Christmas hat and put up the lights? And fix the Newell Post. And fix the Newell Post. <laughs> Christmas Vacation is uh, one of those movies that because I see it every year, it's quite fresh as to whether or not it's aging well or whatnot. And I can definitively say, and I'm sure you'll back me up on this, that it is a nearly perfect movie. <laughs> it is. It is come well, it is written by one of the greatest, you know, comedy writers of all time, Mr. Mm -hmm. John Hughes. Mm -hmm. And or actually I should say family comedy writers of all time. Yes. Mr. Comedy. Mr. Mr. Com family comedy <laughs> himself, John Mr. Hughes. Mr. Family Comedy. That's Mr. on his family tombstone, comedy. right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I mean, it is uh, a bit nipply out. Tit if you've ever. <laughs> what am I saying? Nipples? Yeah. Not in the sense yeah. that you think I said I did. But why are we bringing up nostalgia right now, Corey? Because there are a ton of movies like that that we hold a strong sort of love for or an affinity for because we saw them when we were young and we thought that was a great movie. And maybe you watched it a bunch of times because kids, you know, uh, you watch movies on repeat and you, I, there are so many movies that, you know, by the age of 15, I could quote line from line uh, because I'd watched them hundreds of times, right? Now, whether or not those movies are good or not, as a kid, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, let's just let's just face it, right? I, I watch my children, 
and the movies that they watch. Yeah. And we just got to say it. They, these movies, they, they suck. Yeah. Kids have terrible taste in film. <laughs> With the exception of Disney movies, I got, you know, the Disney movies, yeah. they're, Look, they're occasionally, pretty damn good. Occasionally good movies sneak in. But that's kind of what, what, we're, what we're getting at tonight. Like, let's look back at some of the movies from our youth that we are nostalgic for and decide, really, were they good or were we just dumb kids? Exactly, because there's some movies I used to watch. I mean, I watch them now and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, what was I? What, what was going on? Yeah, it, it's a fun exercise, really, to to like... Go back and watch, um, like when it pops up on, you know, Amazon Prime or or Netflix or whatever, and just be like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I love this movie, and then watch it, and then really like just watch yourself die inside because it was really terrible the entire time. So I I think that there's basically three categories that these movies fall into. One, it's actually a, a good a good movie, right? You just happen to see it uh, at a young age, but it legit is a good movie. We aren't necessarily going to be talking about those movies. Then there's movies that you thought were awesome as a kid, um, but are actually garbage piles. And the last category will be, or is essentially a movie that is probably not very good, that you watched as a kid and you loved as a kid, and there's something about the nostalgia that is so strong that you cannot be swayed from believing that it is not a good film. So why don't you give me an example of a movie that's, that's good, like it was good when you watched it, but it's not a movie you'd continue to watch. But it's actually a good film. Why don't you give me an example of that? Okay, so a movie like that would probably be um, any number of teen movies that uh, came out that really kind of encapsulated, um, you know, our time in high school, right? Like She's All That, right? The teen dramas, the teen movies that came out in the 90s, there was a ton of them. They all were the same. They all were usually based on an older movie um, an older, more uh, dramatic movie, something of Shakespeare or Dangerous Liaisons. And they made yeah. it into, they took this this very dramatic source material and they fucked it all around and made it into a really fun teen drama. Yeah, and they 90210 it. They, exactly. They 90210 it. Put a bunch of pretty people and they made them overact. Yep, they threw all the Dawson's Creek kids into one mm-hmm. movie, and then they got, then you got the She's All That, and Ten Things I Hate About You, and Oh, and, um, <laughs> and yeah, American Criminal, Pie, even right, like yeah, Cruel Intentions, and you yeah. got all kinds of movies that um, that came out around the same time. So that would be an example of a movie that, like, they're not bad. Um, no, not at all. You know, like they're completely enjoyable. But there's something about the nostalgia that connects so deeply with us who were teenagers around the same time that those movies came out about teenagers that you're really not going to shake our, uh, our opinion of, of that movie. You know, when we watch it again, we're still, we become, you know, flush with the nostalgia. Whereas when you watch a movie, say like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jeff? Oh. Uh, that kind of a movie is one where as an adult you watch it and you start really sympathizing with the adults in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you start like uh, becoming just as frustrated as Master Splinter or you kind of go like, well, Splinter kind or uh, Shredder kind of has a point, <laughs> you know. Um, that's, that's when there becomes a divide between your nostalgia for something and whether or not something is actually good. Right? Yeah, I start watching that movie and I start thinking to myself, why is Raphael such a dick? Right? <laughs> 
like yeah the entire time she's like these guys are these turtles are fucking morons like yes why would we why would new york trust them to save anything they're fucking dumb and i also keep wondering why did they hire all no-name actors except for Corey feldman except for Corey feldman why is Corey feldman the only no the only known voice in that movie The 80s and 90s had several martial arts films. Oh, that it was came a golden out. age. Golden it was age. The golden arts age films. of terrible martial arts films. <laughs> okay, you had you had the good martial arts films. You had the Karate Kids. You know, sure. Yeah. I would say that's more like I wouldn't say the gold standard, but that was that was something that was like good movie. You go see Karate Kid. It's a good movie. You can go and it's a nice movie. And then you've got movies like The American Ninja. Yeah. Now, anybody who was a boy born in the 80s remembers Michael Dudikoff as the American Ninja. Okay? Mm -hmm. Michael Dudikoff's only other role was in Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. (laughs) Where where there is a joke about a donkey that... I think he plays the butt of the donkey. ...is uh, butchered in the the TV edit. And I've only ever seen the TV. That's the thing with most of these films that we're probably going to be talking about. I've only ever seen the like Sunday afternoon movie edit of these where they took like an hour and 45 minutes and trimmed it into an hour and 15 over the course of two for commercial breaks. American Ninja is about a guy named Joe. He was a GI. Get the hint, everybody. GI Joe. (laughs) Who was able to save everybody. Because of his ninja skills. Okay. He was an American ninja. Yeah. That's literally the whole plot. Um, I will say that I absolutely loved this film when I was younger. It's hard to get through now. It's very, very tough because, because of how many times I watched it. It's very hard to get through this film now. It's, it's swampy with camp. Yeah. We also had The Last Dragon. Oh, the Last man. Dragon, a great martial arts film, so I thought, from back in the day. This was a um, a movie that starred some great music from DeBarge. Mm-hmm. The Last Dragon was produced, actually, by Barry Gordy. So, you know, I mean, Barry Gordy of Motown fame. So, you know that this movie was going to have some good music in it. Uh, honestly, though, like... Uh... A lot of the staples of some of these these bad films is uh, how great the like theme song is, or like the main pop song that's attached to these movies. Yeah, um, but you got to remember: the better the soundtrack, the worse the, the film. worse the movie. <laughs> okay, Typically, yeah. we we've done it. We've done a, one of the first episodes of Switch the Envelope was yeah. about this. You can go back and actually look at that. Look at that episode. What, what's what's the best soundtrack of all time? Purple Rain. What's one of the worst movies of all time? Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Gordy did the uh, produced The Last Dragon. Um, it is a martial arts film, but one of the main stars of the film is a woman named Vanity. She was a young, uh, aspiring singer. She was under Prince. Prince had a lot of artists that he was developing. She was one of them. She was the star of this film. And it was just a weird, weird, weird martial arts film. I actually really like it, but I don't think a lot of people do. I think it's just one of those B-movie martial arts film films um the the lead guy in the film is actually a really great martial artist mm. um but you know Ty Mac or yeah 
I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm saying his name wrong, but, um, that's, yeah. that's why I didn't say it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, <clears throat> honestly, the, the, uh, the movie uh, is worth watching alone for the villain played by Julius Carey, who plays the character, the Shogun of Harlem, Shonuff. Oh, show, yeah, show, he's show off, awesome. Awesome. Oh, he is extra in this movie. In all tiger, in all tiger stuff, mm. and he wears Converse. Mm. It's so oh, awesome. Yeah. And and once he becomes the master, he glows red. Oh, it's so it's there. There is so like with these bad movies, there is also a bit of it where like it goes so B movie bad that it turns the table back around to good. That's what we're doing for people right now, Corey. We're giving yeah. them a list of greatness. On a night so like, when they want to have a popcorn night, when yeah. they're looking for a movie to watch, and they're like, what should I be watching tonight? They should watch The Last Dragon. This is a movie that is bad, but it's kind of so bad it's great. Yes. Whereas um, The American Ninja is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair, man. It's that completely not fair. fair. All right, well, tell me what else you got. Fucking Bloodsport, man. Bloodsport's awesome. Jean-Claude Van Damme was a fucking cultural icon to kids. <laughs> so the funny thing Kickboxer about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Bloodsport and yeah. Funny thing about Jean-Claude Van Damme is he was not a martial artist. He was a dancer. Movie fighting, Jeff, is basically just dancing. No, I mean, that's why sometimes he gets a lot of crap from guys like... Uh, uh, Steven Seagal, another martial artist, because he was not a martial artist. He was a dancer. So, you know. Al's useless Hollywood fact, Jeff. Did you know that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's first role, do you know his first role? His first role was American uncredited. Role, right? Uncredited. American uh, okay, well, that yeah. doesn't count. His first role was actually playing the Predator in The Predator. That's not true. He was, uh, he filmed a good chunk of, of the movie and then was replaced uh he's actually he could be a switch um trivia question but it's uncredited right well i mean kind of i mean that's that that's actually a really cool fact blood sport jeff is like the movie that every every boy our age is just like yeah that's the best action film from my youth and it's got like it's got some good fight sequences yeah I, I mean i'm all for the blood sport blood sport is awesome i watched it after i'd watch it you know what i'd do i'd set up my my buddy you know yeah, i set it up i'd strap it. it i would kick it jump on it i'd pick it up off the off the couch and i'd jump off the edge of the couch and and i'd make it like it was a turnbuckle because i'd mix up in my head what wrestling and and blood sport <laughs> was i think i was like ted dibiase the million dollar man <laughs> Because for some reason I wanted to be the million dollar man and not the ultimate warrior. Yeah. And I would actually I really wanted to be the ultimate warrior. So I don't know. You know, your your my buddy would grab a fistful of sand and throw it in your eyes. Exactly. And he'd then you would slow mo turn around and he'd pick up a chair and bash me in the back of the head. Yeah. You know, it was a weird, but yeah, weird like, times in my house. Have, have you seen Bloodsport as as an adult? I have, and actually I like Bloodsport. I do too. <laughs> I, I really like Bloodsport. I think it's a fantastic movie. I think it's a little cheesy. I think the but... story sucks. Um, the way that it's, the, that it's executed. 
The but, story is basically Karate Kid, but only scarier. I, I mean, in, I mean the writing, Jeff. Uh, pardon in like me. Shanghai or wherever they are. The the like general like vibe of the film, <laughs> like the the writing is is not great. Um, like the, yeah, you can telegraph what's going to happen to his best friend from the beginning. I mean, it's like oh yeah, it's like there's another movie that came out later called Gladiator, not the Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Gladiator with um, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Before anybody knew who Cuba Gooding Jr. was, and it was exactly Bloodsport, like the exact. <laughs> everything except it was boxing mm-hmm. and if you watch both movies back to back you'll be like oh hey it's the exact same fucking concept <laughs> yeah i mean th- this movie kicked off uh, an entire career for jean-claude van damme right he owes yeah, ev- everything really to the cult success of Bloodsport and millions of little boys watching Bloodsport on sunday afternoons <laughs> After and I think wrestling. it goes to <laughs> Bloodsport wasn't the biggest movie that came out at that time that was like this, but I think it was just all the movies that were coming out that were Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal. Oh, Steven Seagal, yeah. I mean, we, we're talking about, this is the era of, you know, like the big blockbuster ones were Stallone and Schwarzenegger. But then there was a whole nother second tier of the Dolph Lundgrens, the um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hey, Dams. Dolph Lundgren, that's the word of the day. Speaking of Dolph Lundgren... <laughs> Let's talk about Masters of the Universe. Oh, man, Masters of the Universe. Now, I don't have a nostalgia for this film because I never saw it as a child, but I did see it about six years ago as an adult. I The only reason I knew about Courtney Cox was Masters of the Universe. <laughs> the only reason I knew about Courtney Cox is uh, from that music video from Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> what, huh? She is a... Uh, dancing girl in the front row that gets brought up on stage for uh some bruce springsteen song i don't remember can you imagine dolph lundgren for like nine weeks of filming only going around in like a little piece of underwear or whatever he was in and this wouldn't that suck that would just be like they're like hey you've signed on to be he-man this is your costume and it's just like a pair of underwear i'm sure they gave him a robe plus he's got that like that like cross the chest strap thing you know that'll that'll make you feel not naked (laughs) So it's like just enough. Once just again, enough. just everybody from Expendables is on this list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I saw it as an adult, Jeff, and I have to say that this movie falls into the it's absolute garbage pile. <laughs> I will, we'll put this in the garbage pile. At the end of this, we're going to have to go do our new game. We're going to have to play Rent by Trash. Trash. And go through every one of these, and each one of us is just going to have to say Rent by Trash. And then you have to say it. <laughs> We have to pick three and do a rent by trash. Ooh, pick three. Ooh. I know how we can do this, Jeff. Let's pick a nostalgia movie that ha- that's, uh, that's not just one movie, but maybe a series or like, oh, I got it. Like Polly Shore movies, right? We'll pick three Polly Shore movies and you have to decide rent, buy, or trash. Right? Because Polly Shore movies are huge nostalgia movies for, for us. I was right. going to say we pick movies in a certain genre. So we say, okay, like of the martial arts movies, oh, rent okay. by trash. And you can only pick three. So if you, if uh-huh. you say, I'm going to rent this one, I'm going to buy this one, I'm going to trash this one, then you're done. That's all you can pick. Okay. So The American Ninja, The Karate Kid, Bloodsport, rent by trash. Which one are you going with? Uh, trash American Ninja, buy <laughs> Karate Kid, and rent Bloodsport. 
yeah, you might be renting Bloodsport a couple times, but yes, I think I think you made the right the, the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go to our next. Let's go to our next category, which was really bad military movies, <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, really bad military children movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have three that we were talking about earlier that are all about children of military families who save their endangered military fathers. First, we're going to talk about my favorite on this list, which is a B movie version of Top Gun. It stars Lewis Gossip Jr. as a Navy pilot who helps out a son who is trying to rescue his father who went down behind enemy lines. Chappie teaches him how to fly using nothing more than a cassette deck in the sounds of the 80s. It's all about and, saving the military dads. Yeah, so he saves his dad in Iron Eagle. This movie, even though it wasn't, you know, the biggest movie in the world, it somehow got like four sequels. Yeah, how? look that up. How does Top Gun wait 30 years to get a sequel, but Iron <laughs> Eagle has four movies in its franchise? Because Lewis Gossip Jr. kept on saying yes, maybe? I get, were they like direct to v, like uh, VHS? I don't think so. Or were they like legit releases? Because, oh man. We should ask Al how many, how many, how many, uh, there's four. There's four Iron Eagle movies. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Do you know Lewis Gossip Jr. is in all of them, I think? Of course he is. He's Chappie, or whatever his character's name is. He can't not be in the movies, Jeff. The movies don't work without Lewis Gossip Jr. <clears throat> when I watched it when I was a kid, man, I loved this movie. I thought it was a great movie. I mean, action and planes, like, how can you go wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's got, it's, it's got this, all the stuff that Top Gun had in it, but for a kid. I feel like this is like a B or C level Top Gun. Or, um, as we used to call it back in the day, it's a Kmart Top Gun. Kmart Top Gun. What's funny about this movie is that he has a Walkman that oh, he yeah. takes with him anytime he goes into a into flying his plane. Just like lead, Marty McFly. <laughs> actually, very similar. So it's, it, it kind of takes a lot of <laughs> yeah similar <laughs> 80s tropes. Yeah, except uh, Back to the Future, great. Iron Eagle? Nah. So, uh, Corey, what do you think? Do you think there's another uh, movie on our list that would fit into this category? A military movie. Yeah. I mean, speaking of kids coming to the rescue, right? Uh, the Rescue. The Rescue. I love this movie. <laughs> you know, it's um, who, who's better equipped to save a group of military Navy SEALs than their children? Exactly, because you know, through uh, through osmosis, through family familial osmosis, <laughs> yeah. the children are able to go into North Korean territory and uh, break into a high security facility where their parents are about to get executed and save their save their parents. Yeah, the irony is that a group of Navy SEALs couldn't do it, but <laughs> their kids can. But they have a great plan, <laughs> sure. and that's why they're able to. Because they're thinking outside the box and against, uh, you know, normal military conventions, Jeff. That's why. I learned to say good morning in Korean due to this movie. Oh, really? So the movie taught you well. <laughs> yes. You got to give it to this film because it is one of the big starring roles for Kevin Dillon. Oh. Matt Dillon's if you, brother. If you're a fan of Entourage, you know Kevin Dillon. Yeah. 
Um, this is one of those films where he shines. This he is the starring role <laughs> of this film, and you know he breaks out of that that little brother. Is he the little brother or the big brother? I wouldn't even begin to know the dynamics of the Dylan family. What else we got for this? This we got Ruskies. Ruskies. Mm. Ruskies comes after the rescue on on when we were talking about movies. You know, um, because Ruskies is a little bit different than The Rescue because Ruskies is about, it's a heartwarming story about two different cultures. It's about young army brats who, and I believe this is Joaquin Phoenix. This stars Joaquin Phoenix. And it also stars the kid from Silver Spoons. What's that kid's name? Um, No, no, no. I think it stars the kid from uh, A Christmas Story. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. I'm totally thinking that that it's the kid from... A Christmas Story. Nope. Thanks, Al. Yeah, Peter Billingsley. It's it's Joaquin Phoenix and Peter Billingsley. Do you know that Carol King is in this? Oh movie? yes, that is Peter Billingsley. Oh damn. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix as Leaf Phoenix because as a child, yeah, like in Parenthood, he wasn't quite walking yet. He didn't yeah. learn to walk until um, much later in his career. Yeah, well, I mean, he was Leaf even when he was in Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and Space Camp. Who could forget Space Camp, Jeff? Yeah. So the guy who plays the Russian in Ruskies played Hollywood in Top Gun. No way. That's crazy. That's awesome. Anyway. Okay. So eighties character actors. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Rus- Ruskies is a very heartwarming film where Lee Phoenix slash Joaquin, where he learns to walk, rescues a stranded russian sailor who misha gets misha who gets stranded on american soil and he's hurt really bad he's got a dislocated shoulder he rescues him pulls him into their his his friend's clubhouse and they all uh kind of nurse him back to health and then they realize that americans and russians can work together so that's that movie jeff yes you know who's in this movie who Motherfucking Carol King. I just said that. Did you? Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear you say Carol King. Sorry. Yeah, Carol King's in that movie. Re- rewind it back. Fucking Carol <laughs> King. Tapestry all over this motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a pretty heavy hitter um you know, child cast, Jeff. With, yeah, which uh, makes it Peter which Billingsley is, and Joaquin Phoenix, but it's surprising that it's not a bigger film. That's because there's another film that has an even bigger childhood cast. And that what's is that? Also about military kids. And what's that? And that's called Toy Soldiers, Jeff. Ah, Toy Soldiers. You're talking about the film with Mr. Sean Astin. I was actually going to say Will Wheaton. Stand Yeah, I was going to say Stand By Me alum Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. Yeah. Sean Astin, Will Wheaton, Keith Coogan. Oh, man. R. Lee Emery. Come on. Everybody's, now, everybody's favorite, like... Drill sergeant? Badass drill sergeant. Yeah. He plays a general in this movie, but, like, yeah, that dude's in this movie. One of the funniest scenes in this movie is how they... First of all, Sean Astin is playing a Zach Morris-type character in this movie, <laughs> where he's, like, the, 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 the guy who just can't stop getting into trouble, and how he figures out all these schemes to get out of certain thing certain things in school like he figures out how to make alcohol and disguise it as mouthwash and he mm. takes all his friends and they drink mouthwash to to get drunk 
He's the charismatic like, ne'er do well, Jeff. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> not typical Sean Aston. I'm used to Rudy, you know. Rudy, 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 Rudy. Rudy. Um, freaking Lou Gossett Jr. is in this movie too. He went from Iron Eagle to bring him full circle into this. I mean, he does all the military families, really. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another one of those movies that like I saw a ton in its edited for TV version, for sure. I didn't. I saw this movie actually. Where are those places that uh, people used to go? They used to go somewhere. What are we? Um, like to uh, video stores. Oh yeah. We used to go to video stores, and then yeah. we did this thing where we'd actually take the the video, and we would add the video to our home. queue. We no no no. Oh. We go home with the actual video. Like people used to what? let you take it home. But and then, why would and they then do that? It, well, you'd bring it back. You after what? you watched it. Yeah, you wouldn't oh. you wouldn't watch it. You wouldn't stream it. You'd actually take the video home to your to your home. You'd watch it like once. And then for some reason, you'd give it back to them after only watching it one time and not being able to watch it again. It was the strangest thing. I don't know why. And then if that, you wanted to watch it again, you had to go back to the fucking video store. And like, get it again. Yeah. Like a what library. Kind of caveman, yeah, like what kind of caveman bullshit was that? Anyway. <sighs> the world without the internet was a weird place, kids. A weird but place But I did indeed. watch Toy Soldiers from the, from the video store. Yeah, it was it was on it was on constant rotation in your blockbuster. Um, I don't think this, I think this was actually pre blockbuster. I didn't. I don't think I, I. I don't think I ever really was a member of blockbuster until late. I think I always was a member of like, oh, you know, support your local businesses kind right. of movie. The the store in the strip mall that just said video. That was usually mine. Yeah. <laughs> the people that would you'd always be worried they'd steal your credit card in some way or another. The place that always had uh, like the a back room, room with beads the on it <laughs> that you weren't allowed to yeah. walk through unless you were accompanied by an but adult. But you always walked by just so you could have that oh, yeah. one angle. Try to get a glimpse. Like as somebody's coming out, you kind of like really try to posture yourself to like get a get a glimpse inside the uh, the the room beyond the beads. For all you young kids and you out there, that's where they kept, that came out of. That's where they kept the skin flicks, kids. But you you always watch the guys coming out of there because you're like that. They always looked a little different because you saw those guys coming out of there and you thought to yourself, that guy's okay with coming out in public, with everybody that in room. that store knowing like in thirty minutes yeah. that dude is going to be masturbating. Exactly, like he is totally fine coming out of that room, mm -hmm. renting porn. Like that is just yeah. And you had to physically hold it too. <laughs> you had to physically walk up to the front and give it to people. <laughs> And be like, hey, I'm going to get this. Like, this is me. Yeah. Like, I am the person that, that this is my thing. This is my fetish. Yeah. Well, I, I see you have um, uh, Terms of Endearment and uh, Big Boob Bonanza 4. It's a really good one. I would have stayed away from Big Boob Bonanza 3. Not as good as the, uh, the rest of the series. But 4 is a, a really nice choice, sir. Um, you have Terms of Endearment and Turn Her Endowment. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, video stores were a wild place, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world before the internet. Look it up. Um, On the internet. Yeah, it, it's it, it was a it was a different <laughs> different piece of our culture. That's that's for damn sure. Blockbuster oh. though didn't have one of those rooms. Blockbuster yeah, would not. Yeah, would not. They were a family run business or whatever, and they would not sell you porn. But the warehouse would. <laughs> they would not sell. They would rent. Speaking of rent by trash, rent by trash, Ooh. the genre of kids saving their dads 
military, military movies. <laughs> All right. Just to, just to recap, we had two genres so far. We've had bad martial arts films and kids saving their dads military movies. Mm-hmm. So, Corey, kids saving their dad military movies, rent by trash. Um, let's see. Toy Soldiers, The Rescue, and Iron Eagle. I think I'm buying Toy Soldiers. I'm going to rent... You know what? Because I can get I can get an entire franchise out of it, I'm going to rent Iron Eagle. <laughs> I'll, I'll, four trash, movies I'll there. trash the rescue. Sorry, Kevin Dillon. Aw, <laughs> oh, Kevin. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's where I land. Sorry. All right. All right. What what can we get here? Um, let's see what other what other like genres were there. Um, oh oh, I got one, Jeff. Like uh, independent kid movies. Independent kid movies. Yeah, where like there's a kid on an adventure or a kid who who is the main the main character um, that you follow. So like something like um, like Free Willy. It's okay. like a rebellious young young kid who's like, I'm gonna save that fucking whale. All right, right. So Free Willy sucks. Free Willy is so trash. I'm right. I'm just gonna throw that out. Look, there. it's a it's a beloved <laughs> movie by a lot of people, but let's be real with ourselves and our hearts. Free Willy is a god awful movie. Yes. Yeah. I remember watching I'm, I'm that. I remember being agreement. psyched for that fucking mo- movie when I was a kid. Like the poster with like the kid with his arm up and the the whale coming up over him. I remember thinking that movie is total crap and I wouldn't go to see it. Um, yeah, it's it's not well acted. It's um, it's it's got a story with a lot of flaws, you know. Um, but he makes he's friends with a whale, Jeff. You know that happens. Kiko, Kiko the whale. That was that, that's what the whale's name. Kiko the whale. But yeah, that that movie is uh, that movie is definitely not one that holds up when you watch it. They made like three or four of those movies too, Jeff. They did. Yeah. Gotta be kidding me. No, there's a ton of free willies. I think the the main kid showed up for the second one, where he's like in Hawaii and somehow uh, the whale finds him <laughs> or something. Like I think the original movie takes place in like Portland. I want to say, I have no idea. Um, and then he he takes like a trip to Hawaii, and the whale finds him, and they're they're like Willie. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's kind of like a really really dumbed down version of Jurassic Park, or no, like a like a like a whale version of Jurassic Park. Kind not really because they don't make friends with the T Rex or the Velociraptors. <laughs> yeah, they do. Have you ever seen any of the new Jurassic Parks? Oh, the new Jurassic Blue. Parks, yeah, Blue. Blue, We're, they make friends with them. Just got to touch them on the snout, give them a little pet, and Velociraptors yeah. won't eat your face. Yeah, they said. I mean, Blue is the one that you got to be friends with, and then none of the other Velociraptors will take you yeah. take you down. Right. Aside from the fact that Velociraptors aren't an actual dinosaur, <laughs> totally realistic. <laughs> uh, all right, so ind- okay. independent kid on an adventure movie, Jeff. So we got Free Willy, but uh, what about Over the Top? Over the Top is an arm wrestling movie, right? <laughs> it's an independent kid finding his dad right? on an adventure. 
Um, yeah, it's a father-son thing with a plucky kid. Who, okay, fine. Fine, if that doesn't fit. No, 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 it totally it doesn't does. doesn't fit. Totally does. Okay. Plucky, independent kid it. who, uh, you know, his dad um, is an arm wrestler. <laughs> He's a truck driver too, right? If I'm remembering this movie correctly. It's one of Sylvester Stallone, besides his porn, it's one of Sylvester Stallone's worst movies. Agreed, Jeff. Aside from his porno. This is one of those movies that could also fall into the category of like um, like unexpected c- celebrity uh, or like, like um, uh, how, how would you phrase this? Where it's like uh, an occupation that shouldn't be world famous, but that suddenly is. <laughs> the oh, yeah, arm, you've had this- arm wrestling. <laughs> So you've had this uh, hypothesis for a long time that 80s movies always had a formula where they made a whole movie based on based on you'd find something that's not famous, you'd have somebody in that field that's super famous doing something that's not famous, yeah, and that's they the are, movie. They are the best the arm best. wrestler. Or they are or the, the best bartender. The best bartender. Or they're Cocktail. the most world-famous bouncer. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Where he goes to a city he's never been before, and they're like, oh, I have heard of you. No, the fuck yes. you haven't. Nobody knows bouncers <laughs> by name. Get the fuck and we can out do of that here. with we can do that with like 15,000 movies in the 80s. Mm-hmm. There are so many of them where they have a guy doing something that is very lame, but he makes it sound super cool because he's the best at it. And I'm going to make a blanket statement here, Jeff, that uh, while we may have nostalgia for movies like Over the Top and Roadhouse and Cocktail... Uh, those movies are all trash. I would say that Roadhouse is shitty, but I like watching it. <laughs> yeah, look, and look. I, I would say, and I hold on, Cocktail's not trash. I think Cocktail's a pretty good movie. Yeah, <laughs> Cocktail's a pretty good movie. It's the same movie because Tom Cruise went through this phase where he made the same movie over and yeah. over and over again. It just wasn't as good every time. Top Gun is the same as yeah, Cocktail see- and. The, as Tom Cruise as, put a spin on it though, Jeff, because he was the newcomer into a field that shouldn't be world famous, and he becomes world famous. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, watch <laughs> Top Gun, Cocktail, Days of Thunder. Um, yeah, what else? He's the cocky newcomer. Every single one, he's the cocky yeah. new kid, and then something happens along the way that makes him question his his cockiness, mm-hmm. and then he overcomes that 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 questioning of his cockiness to become the best. That he always meant to be. Yep. That happens in Top Gun when Goose dies. That happens in Cocktail when uh, Dan Brown, I think, is the actor's name. He dies. That happens in Days of Thunder, Days of Thunder when his friend gets when his friend gets uh, a that, concussion and can't drive anymore. Horrific car accident on the track. Yes, mm-hmm. that happens all th- all three movies. And I think there's a couple more that you can find examples like that of. Tom yeah, Cruise. yeah. Tom Tom Cruise. Uh, you know that was uh, that was his mo there for a stretch. And. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, like, uh, yes, they're completely watchable, Jeff. And that's not really what we're like. All, of, entertain- all of these movies are super entertaining. They're all of these movies are watchable, even if they're garbage, Jeff. All of them are, are very watchable because a lot of them that are on the really bad scale that are just absolute garbage are so bad that they are fun to watch because they're bad. All right. But going back to like independent kid on an adventure. I would also throw into that the never-ending story. That is a huge nostalgia pull for kids of our, of our generation. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, I, I'll okay. So in my own opinion, this movie is awful. But <laughs> it, 
But the song, the song alone makes me just want to weep. It is so nostalgic. This is the, this is just one big juicy cake full of nostalgia put into one movie. Yes. I have seen this movie recently. It was like, it's one of those, most of these movies uh, are like on that, that list of like, okay, when my kid reaches a certain age, then I'm going to, I'm going to introduce them to this movie. Right. I think it's time now to introduce, to show them the movies that I loved as a kid and try to time it to roughly around the same age so that they get the same sort of vibe from it that, that you did when you were a kid. Yeah. You know, um, we watched the never ending story and I have to say, Jeff, that I, I was super excited about it the entire time. I loved Uh, it. But was your, was your kid? He was fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's what I'm I don't know if I watched it with my kids funny. and I'm telling you, man, these movies, this movie specifically, like the never ending story, the a lot of it is not certain parts of it are are actually really, really depressing, like really depressing. Like Very when um, when the horse dies yeah. and everything, man, that's some that's some depressing shit. Yeah, this was also in an age of like Jim Henson creatures. uh like really creepy imagery and stuff in children's movies. You have like this, you have yeah. the labyrinth. The back of the dragon, the back of the dragon still just creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot going on. There's in this movie there's there's tons of mud and desolation and just like Yeah. <laughs> like fucking moving rocks and like toad and how the creatures thing eats and rocks. Stuff. Yeah. He eats rocks. It's weird. It kind of just cre- creeps me out, man. Yeah, there's a lot of creepy shit that goes on in in a lot of these like fantasy movies. Um, that could be its own subgenre as well. So like this one could actually straddle that subgenre of of <clears throat> movies that are nostalgic, um, that were also part of that like creature side. So you've got like the never ending story. You've got the labyrinth, and then you've got like uh, the dark crystal. With like the creepy puppet puppet kids, yeah. Ooh. I think Neverending Story had such an impact on a lot of kids when we were growing up. The cultural impact of this movie is so vast that even though it's not really that great of a movie, it you can't deny that everybody's seen it. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows when Artax dies in the fucking mud. It's mm-hmm. like a just terrible scene, and everyone remembers that from their he childhood. dies. From dep- like from sadness, De- from depression. Yeah, depression. he's in the swamp of sadness yeah. or whatever. How horrible is that? And he just stops. <laughs> like, Artax, no. <laughs> he stops believing. Okay, this this is yeah. movie is so like it's cerebral bleak. to kids. It's freaking bleak. <laughs> yeah, it's so cerebral. And then in the in the end, when the kids are like, when he starts reading again, and he starts believing again, then everything is okay, and you see. You see a tray you with Artax and they're riding through the fucking planes and you're like, Whoa, oh my God, he's back. Yeah. It's like saving Tinkerbell. You got to clap or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to believe in fairies and fairies can live, Jeff. Yes. All right. So here, here you go. Rent by trash. Wait, wait, wait. Any- I've got one more. I got oh, one more. Okay. All right. The Wizard. The Wizard? The movie The Wizard. The movie with, with- Kevin Arnold. I was about to say the video game movie. 
the video game movie with Kevin Arnold mm-hmm. when Nintendo first came out. With the glove? And they, he's, with he the, the glove. glove. Oh, the they first, glove. Remember, the glove didn't exist before yeah, this movie. I know. They released the glove in this movie for the first time. How psyched was every kid to see the glove? Like, I need the glove! Exactly. It's a big, really a big commercial for Nintendo. This movie came out in 1989. It started. It's st- fresh it off of uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage uh, was it? Was it fresh off of or just before he did the uh, Little Monsters? I think this is before Little Monsters, but mm. it's right in the middle of um, the Wonder Years. How it's called Wonder Years? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I went and saw this movie in the theater for sure. Yeah, it has <laughs> uh, Christian Slater. It has it has Bo Bridges. Oh yeah, it's a good movie. But it's not though. <laughs> it's not a good movie. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's <sighs> yes, I I have fond memories of seeing this movie, um, and it's one of those movies that like I feel good about having known. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not good <laughs> in the slightest. That's what that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's also shitty shitty like dark feelings in that. There's like a dead twin and like. Um, like these kids are kind of like on a on a pilgrimage because of sadness, <laughs> and the only thing that will make them happy is if they win a competition for video games in Las Vegas. Yeah, but like, do you remember like the their, that's the only thing that they're living for at this point? <laughs> no, it's not the only thing they're living for. Anyway, moving on. Um, all right, so Rent by Trash, The Neverending Story, The Labyrinth, The Dark Crystal. Wait, we didn't go over the Labyrinth or the Dark Crystal. That's not fair. I lumped them into the never-ending story, fantasy, weird, weird oh, stuff. Oh, boo. Give me some ones that we talked about. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> I, we're all going to trash Free Willy. So never-ending story. What was it? The Wiz, the Wizard, and uh, um, what was the other one we talked about? Over the Top. Okay. Just, just kids. I rent the Wizard. Their own way. I rent the Wizard. Okay. I buy Over the Top. Oh. <gasps> Really? And I trash Never Any Story. Oh, Jeff, a dagger to my heart. You know what I'm saying that for? Just to make it fucking interesting, man. Fuck. I buy Never Ending Story. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I yeah. Oh, that hurts. It hurts. I trash over the top. It's got off. Trash over the top? Why? Because <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is bad in that movie. <laughs> Insummation. All these films may have a special place in your heart, but really, are they good? Are they good? They may suck. So don't suffer through terrible movies just because they were good at one time. Or because you think they were good when you were young. Exactly. Treat yourself Mm. to something new. Hey, uh, Switches, this episode is brought to you by Combos. Combos, if you're not interested in... Totino's Pizza Rolls. If you don't have time for Totino's Pizza Rolls. Throw some combos on a paper plate and stuff it in the microwave. Yeah. They'll taste nothing like them. But you'll only spend $1.79 as opposed to 14 bucks. It's a value. <laughs> Eat combos today. Oh, for the context of that, go to our Twitter and look up at Switch Envelope on Twitter. Follow us uh, and all of the zany things that that we post there uh be sure to follow us on instagram at switch the envelope um for cool pictures and funny photoshop jeff's makes of putting my face on ladies bodies um you can always go to 
uh, Switch the Envelope for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Like and subscribe wherever uh, you get your podcast. Be sure to leave a review, a thumbs up. Um, you sitting there on the freeway in traffic, listening to this in your car, you on the treadmill, maybe you're running around your neighborhood. Um, recommend us to a friend. We appreciate it. Join the community. Become a Switch. And uh, we'll have lots of fun on a weekly basis talking about movies. See you later, Switches. The following has been a Riff Laugh Production.